Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, empowering believers through teaching, preaching, and demonstration of the uncompromised Word of God to fulfill their highest calling and change this world through Jesus Christ, to glorify God in all we do, to train up and send out believers, to cover the whole earth with the knowledge of the Lord. Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith. Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have an exciting program for you today. We're teaching on faith in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> That's a powerful topic. Now, there's a lot to this. Uh, we've been uh, teaching this and kind of giving people an understanding of the fact that uh, when you are speaking that name, that name carries with it tremendous miracle working power. And what has happened to a lot of the church is it's been traditionalized, meaning that um, we might drop a book on the floor. Oh, Jesus, look what I did. Or something like that. Uh-uh, that's not the way that name was used in the early church in the book of Acts. When they called that name, they expected something supernatural to take place. It was like, as I said, Moses in the Old Testament when he had a rod, remember? He had this staff that he carried around and, and God would use that staff. In other words, when he went before Pharaoh, God told him to throw that staff on the floor. And, and he threw it on the floor and it turned into a serpent. And then the magicians came with their staff and did that and theirs turned into snakes. But then the staff of the snake that came from Moses' rod ate up <laughs> their snakes. <laughs> and then it turned back into the rod. Well, that's symbolic of Christ and how he basically came into this earth as the rod of God. And he turned then in on the cross and bore your sins in mind. That means he turned into iniquity. He bore, he actually became sin for us. But then he was buried and then was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, turning back into the rod again, praise God. Now seated at the right hand of the Father, but he left us his name. Glory to God. And what we said about that name is that name in us, him leaving that name with us is like that rod again. It's, it's like in the Old Testament, you had the various names of God. We named them last time, the Jehovah Sikhanu and Jehovah Rohai and so forth and so on. And all these names had to do with some salvation part of mankind, uh, victory and healing and, and righteousness and so forth. But when you come over to the New Testament, it's one name. And that name is the name of Jesus. And when you said that, say that name, you've said it all. I'm telling you, whatever in this case, whatever Jesus could do when he was in this earth and how he performed miracles and so forth in this earth, his name now can do. Why? That's the power of attorney that he left us. And he said over in Mark's gospel, chapter 16, he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick or whatever have you. And they shall recover. My point to you is, is that notice he left the disciples and the church his name. So now if I'm in a business transaction and somebody has left me their power of attorney, 
In other words, let's say this person is gone out of the country, very wealthy person, and it said, hey, Bill Winston, I want you to take care of my business for you, for me. And what I want to do is I want to leave you power of attorney to sign my name. So that means that if a document comes or if a check has to be written or whatever have you, I can just sign his name. And it's just like he signed it because he legally gave me authority to do that. Well, Jesus legally gave the church authority to use his name. And whenever we use his name, it's just like he's on the scene. Now, let me show you that. Let's turn to John's gospel in chapter 14. The gospel of John in chapter 14. Now, as we look at that, Jesus himself says this in verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now that word ask there might kind of throw you off just a little bit, because it doesn't mean request. That's not what that means. That's the Greek word which means demand. Whatever you demand in my name, that will I do. I demand Satan to come out of your body. I demand healing to come into your body. You, you follow what I'm saying? In the name of Jesus, be healed. Well, that's what you're doing. You're placing a demand on that uh, on that, on that, on that name for the healing of that body. And that's what one way that we can use it. So once we do that, he said, Hey, w when you use that name, it's just like I'm there. See, I, whatever you command or ask or demand in my name, I'll do it. Praise God. Well, I mean, you, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now there is a place where you actually ask for in prayer and petition God in that name. So let's go to that. Let's go to John chapter 16. And over in John chapter 16, if you look then at verse 23, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. So he's saying, hey, in that day, what day? The day that Jesus leaves the earth and goes back to the right hand of the Father, he said, you'll ask me nothing. But you'll ask the Father in my name. And whatever you ask him in my name, he'll give it to you. Isn't that wonderful? So in terms of prayer, we never go to the Father outside the name of Jesus. Why? Because that name is the only name that has authority to do things here in this earth that name, the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, when I was uh, in the business world, I worked for a company called IBM and I would go out and I would call on prospects because my, uh, in computer sales, I was supposed to generate new business for the company. And I'd call on those new prospects and I'd go out and I'd, I'd give them my card and they'd look at my name. Well, that didn't mean anything. And then they'd look at the company and I was from, oh, you're from IBM. <laughs> I say, well, Hey, suppose I wasn't from IBM. <laughs> you see, my point to you, they didn't recognize my name so much, but they recognized the name IBM. 
I'm saying, hey, the devil may not recognize your name, but he does recognize the name of Jesus. Let's go over here to Philippians, if you will, and Philippians chapter 2. Look at verse 7. But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. This is talking about Jesus. And being found and fashioned as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So Jesus gave his life for all humanity. And wherefore God also has highly exalted him, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, what am I saying here? I'm saying that he has given him a name that is above every name. So a lot of times you just want to find out the name of something. Doctors say, well, you've got this, you've got Jiggly-Loo, whatever it is, you know. And you say, okay, well, what's the name? That is? Well, the name is osteosclerosis. Uh, uh, oh, okay, thank you very much. Huh. You go home and put the name that's above every name on that name and make that name bow. Because I'm telling you, sometimes that this, this, this name of Jesus, I mean, people haven't really understood the power that is in that name. I heard a man tell this story one time of this woman who apparently was coming home at night. She was, had late, worked late and she was coming home and she was had parked her car and walking in kind of a dark area. And as she did, um, two men jumped out. Now, I guess um, they were uh, intending to do her some kind of harm. But anyway, one grabbed her and, 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 and grabbed a coat and, and pulling a coat, it ripped the blouse. And, and, and she just instinctively, I mean, just came right out of her spirit. She said, Jesus. And, and she noticed it, she jumped and, and one of them let it go. And then she uh, noticed that it worked. She said it again, Jesus. And, and she said it again, and, and they both let go. She said, Jesus. And then they, they look up in terror and ran down the street. Now she got the policeman and the policeman had caught the two guys who did this and it had her to come to the precinct to actually verify uh, these gentlemen and, and brought them in and so forth. And, and she said, yes, these are the two men. And they were taking them away. And one of them said, excuse me, officer, could I just ask her one question? And, and he paused and she, he said, ma'am, I just wanted to know who are those two big men with you? Wow. Who were those two big men with you? Oh, she didn't see them. But when she called that name, because that name means protection, all of a sudden it brought angels on the scene. Now understand, they can appear and not appear. And sometimes the Bible says we entertain angels unaware. And so here she didn't see them, but they saw them and terrorized him. I mean, that was the end of that. So what am I saying? That name, the enemy knows the power of that name. And many times he'll work things and try to work them out for bad. But you call that name and that name will see you through. I've been trying to get sometimes I'm, I'm trying to fix something, trying to unscrew a screw and it's tight and so forth. You know what I did one time? I said, in the name of Jesus, you loosen up. Stepped back off that thing, gave God a little chance to work a few minutes, <laughs> came back up there, pop, and came grab it right on out. Praise God. Oh, Pastor, I don't know what I believe that. This is for believers. 
Praise God. That's who it's for. These signs shall follow them that believe, not unbelief. And so what we have to do is we have to get faith in that name again and believe in that name again and see miracles again in that name. Now, one of the things that happened to the early church, they began to get under great persecution. Why? Because of this name. Let's go over to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Now, over in Acts chapter 4, all right, let's look here. I'll start reading at verse 16. Now, these are some of the men that have, have a, a G, a Peter in them that have been working miracles in that name, and now the religious people are holding up before the council, and they're interrogating them. And look what it says here in verse, um, well, let's start here at verse 17 but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let him go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was about above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was shown. So this is a situation here where they had worked a miracle and this particular man who was lame from his, his mother's womb who said at the gate beautiful, who asked alms, he got healed. Well, they threatened Peter and them not to speak or teach anymore in that name. And if you could look at some of the uh, next chapters, you'll see that they kept threatening them and beat them one time not to ever teach the name of Jesus. Well, why? Because faith comes, faith comes. So all of a sudden, you see this thing is easy. Hey, I can, I can get the job done here with no toil. Praise God. All I need is faith in the name of Jesus. And this name will cause all kinds of miracles to happen. So that is a, is a powerful revelation here in the Word of God that if we get faith in that name and use that name out of a believing heart, we'll see miracles happen. Let's go over to Acts chapter 8 now. And this is as the church is growing more mature. And now they're sending out some evangelists of which uh, in this particular case, um, they sent out Philip. And Philip now is an evangelist and he's going out to preach this gospel. So it says in verse 5, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is a great power of God. And to him they had regard, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, 
they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. You see what I'm saying here? Now notice what happened. Here was a man working witchcraft and he had come into the city of Samaria working witchcraft and all those people kind of turned toward him and gave heed to him and said, oh, this is a great power of God. It wasn't the power of God at all. It was witchcraft. But here comes a man that knows the name of Jesus. Glory to God. He comes to town. And those miracles were more astounding than anything else. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons for miracles is to get a person loosed from dead gods. Mm, mm, mm. You see, a lot of people are holding on to dead gods because they seen no supernatural. They seen nothing better. But when person comes in and, and works the supernatural, it makes people let go of all those dead gods and cling to the truth of the name of Jesus. So here, I wanted you to see not only that it turned the people back towards God, but also it turned Simon back <laughs> towards God. Now, of course, he did something there as we further on read in that chapter. He tried to give Philip some money to <laughs> give him this gift <laughs> and he got himself cursed for doing that. But my point to you is, is that even in this areas, in these areas where you see witchcraft and divination and sorcery and all that being used, hey, the name of Jesus is above any name. Let's go to another one. Let's go to Acts and let's look at Acts chapter 16. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. Here is Paul now, and he encounters a woman here who has a spirit of divination, that is fortune-telling. Now understand that this fortune-telling, the Bible warns us against fortune-telling. You see, that, that is not of God, and God has, has nothing to do with that. He wants God, His people to stay away from this fortune-telling and witchcraft and tarot cards and all these things that we might uh, have have invested in in the past when we were unsaved. God is now separating his people from all these things. You see, we don't need that. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is giving you, show you things to come and show you things that, that are too deep for your natural mind to understand, so forth and so on. The Holy Spirit is our guide now. The same followed Paul and us and cried saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the, unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said unto the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Praise God. Now notice what's happening here. I mean, she didn't volunteer and say, hey, you know, uh, I need some deliverance. <laughs> Would you get this demon out of me, please? Uh-uh. No, no, no. Uh-uh. I don't care what she thought. <laughs> the name of Jesus is so powerful. Here this woman was being used by this group of people who got angry, by the way, after this devil came out because he has to bow. He has to give way to the name of Jesus. So now this spirit came out of this lady and now the people who are making money through this woman, then notice what happened. They got angry with Paul, put Paul and Silas in prison, but you know the rest of the story. They were in prison, but at midnight they prayed in the name of Jesus and sang praises unto God. And we praise in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, I put some references down here. 
in Acts chapter 8 and verse 12, we preach in the name of Jesus. In James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, prayer is done in the name of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15, we praise him in the name of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, we give thanks in the name of Jesus. Or in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 4, we gather together in that name. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11, they were washed and sanctified and justified in the name of Jesus. So all these things were done in that precious holy name. And in this particular case, as they prayed and sang and gave praises unto God, what happened? All of a sudden, the whole jail started shaking. All of the doors of the jail came open. All the prisoners' doors were open. And the jailer, Philippian jailer, who was supposed to stand guard over him, saw this and he took out his sword to kill himself. Why? Because at that time, if you let the prisoners escape, your life is, is going to be taken. Well, he knew that. So he took out the, and Paul cried with a loud voice, do yourself no harm. We're all here. And boy, he looked and came in with a light and saw them. And he threw himself down at Paul's feet and said, what must I do to be saved? Well, there's a scripture that we need to go to for that. And that's found over in Acts and Acts chapter four. Now over in Acts chapter four, it says this in verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So what you see is there's salvation in none other except the name of Jesus. Now, let me ask you, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Because that is what this is all about. You see, he came to seek and to save everyone that was lost. And you know, in my life, I brought up in Alabama and went to church with my parents, but you know, church wasn't in me, you know. And I got older and things started happening, body started getting sick, head over heels in debt, job performance going down. I, I got concerned, you know. And one night I just called on him. I said, Lord, you please help me. And he sent somebody by my place to work there at, when I was working with IBM and computers. And they took me to a meeting. And I'm telling you, the rest is history. I got born again. Now, let me tell you, when I did, everything started to change. Body got miraculously healed. Uh, debt, oh, no man, nothing even today. Uh, uh, even uh, job performance went to the top of the ladder in sales in the office. I'm telling you, I was, it, things had happened in my life. Why? Because I received Jesus Christ and he is salvation. I'm saying to you now, do you know him? And if you don't know Jesus and never received him and never had the miracle happen in your life, I want to pray with you right now. It's time for you to make a brand new start. So let's, I want you to do something with me. Bow your heads with me. Let me say this prayer. Same prayer they said, said for me that night that took me from darkness to light. Repeat after me. Dear Lord, I come to you now just as I am. You know my life. You know how I've lived. Forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sins. I believe Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Live your life in me and through me from now on. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.
you call that name, a miracle takes place. I want to send you my book. It's called Born Again in Spirit Phil. It tells you what to do next. It tells you what just happened to your life. It's a good book. It's free of charge. I want to send it out to you. I want you to stay in touch with me and tell me how good God is in your life. You see, you have just started a life of miracles. Oh, this is so be going to be so good. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. In the 33 years that Jesus walked the earth, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he preached the gospel to the poor, he set the captives free. Everything Jesus did on this earth, his name can still do. You have the legal right as a believer to use that name to carry out his will in the earth. When you use his name in faith, all things are possible. Whatever Jesus did in the natural, in his human self down here in this earth, his name will do. See, he went, but he left his name. In this series by Dr. Bill Winston, you'll learn the life-changing power that comes from having faith in the name of Jesus. Satan is trying to separate us from the name, from faith in that name, because he knows the power of that name. Order Faith in the Name of Jesus today, and Dr. Winston will explain why the fullness of the Godhead is in the name of Jesus, why only God's people have the legal authority to use his name, why the name of Jesus brings miracles, and much more. The name is only a substitute for the one who had the name. In other words, when you release the name, He's still in his name. To order your copy of Faith in the Name of Jesus, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. Help us fulfill the Great Commission by partnering with us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. To become a partner today, simply go online to www.billwinston.org and click on Become a Partner. Your giving to Bill Winston Ministries helps us take the gospel to your local communities and to the nations of the world. When you sow your financial seed today, know that every soul saved, every life transformed, and every family restored is accredited to your account. To become a partner or to sow a financial seed today, go online to www.billwinston.org. Thank you, partners, for helping us transform this world through the love of Jesus Christ. Dr. Bill Winston presents Living Word. With the new CD entitled Released. We are speaking over you tonight. You are officially released. Live music recording of a new kind of kingdom music. Released. Available now online at www.billwinston.org.
or call 1-800-711-9327. Also available on iTunes, a new kind of kingdom music. Pastor Bill Winston personally invites you to Living Word Christian Center, located at 7600 West Roosevelt Road in Forest Park, Illinois. Our Sunday services are at 7, 9, or 11.15 a.m. with a midweek Bible study Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 708-697-5000. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.